Podcast champions, that would be me, Ramsey, and Travis. That's me. That's that's him. How's it going, everyone? We are back. Sorry about our little hiatus last week. We're humans, we have things to do, and pretty much my uh, water heater blew everywhere, and I had to fix that shit. Yeah, so really it was Ramsey who had something to do. Mm-hmm. I was more so of like, it's Thursday night, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Man, there's... <laughs> When you miss a week, or when we miss a week, there's so much more to condense. It's like so much, you know, went on. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking this, though, at the same time, because a buddy of mine was te- uh, texting me last night, and he asked me what I thought about Raw and SmackDown this past week. And honestly, aside from the Samoa Joe segment with Brock Lesnar, it was a pretty lackluster week. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited that WWE actually picked Carmella. At the beginning, I thought it was a stupid storyline, but I was like, man, you just made her a heel. Like a good I mean, heel. Well, I don't know. In what a way, think? in a way, sure. And there's there's some potential that could be had there, but uh, God, you know, I don't know how to, how to approach this topic without sounding like a role reversal and being a dick, or even some would even call me a sexist, maybe. But I don't know about you, but I'm kind of getting I sure fed would. up with I'm getting fed up with all of the, the diva stuff, or the, I'm sorry, the, the female wrestling stuff. Yeah, why? Why are you getting fed up? Because it seems like they're trying to overdo it too much in WWE. Um, when when it was a once known as TNA, since they are now, I guess, officially... Impact. Started, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, before I go any further with yeah. that story, uh, I guess it's now official, quote-unquote. And you heard it here. That GFW merged with Impact. First off, what was GFW even really? I mean, it, you're right, but man, Jeff Jarrett knows how to make money. No, Jeff Jarrett knows how to be a promoter, but that doesn't mean he can generate money. He built something, then he sold it. No, he built Impact Wrestling, which was TNA, and then brought in some monkey uh, no, not know a damn thing about wrestling person to back it financially who made stupid decisions like hiring Vince Russo. And then she felt she went against this, the network that put her on the map with her show, which then got them into a situation financially that sucked to the point where then they had to say finally goodbye to the walking, talking cancer, and then Mm -hmm. go back to Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett didn't, I mean, he he created TNA, sure, and TNA was great at one point in time. Yeah. But GFW never really got off the launching pad, in my opinion. It was there. They did live events. Hell, they even filmed a TV show out in Las Vegas. Has anybody seen it? They have. (laughs) They have lasted a long time, though. That's no. They didn't last a long time. When you when you barely are making noise. And you film a TV show, but yet somehow, some way, you fail to find somebody that's going to air your TV product that you filmed. And by the way, 
they filmed it like two years ago. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't like they just filmed this last year. This is back when Gallows and Anderson were still signed with New Japan. Well, I know this. Yeah. So, I mean, Jared knows what he's doing, but in the same circumstance, he didn't really do anything with the GFW. And by the way, GFW sounds way cooler than Impact Wrestling. In my That's opinion. true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, aside from that, getting back to the women's topic real quick. Yeah. The thing that made uh, Impact good back in the day when it came to the women's wrestling is that they didn't push it so hard. It just naturally happened. Yep. Gail Kim put on great matches with Austin Kong. There were other females that were on the show that were just putting on good matches. It wasn't something that they were trying to market or sell or force. And that's what WWE has been doing. No, pun intended. Global force. Sorry. Yeah. But seriously, that's what WWE's done in the last two and a half years is they've just been shoving the the, yep. uh, the female competitors down it started. Throat. It started organically and then it, became – It uh, did. But and then, it became what WWE does best, milk the shit out of it. Oh, God, yes. Like, unbelievably way, way too much. Like, it got to a ridiculous point where it was like, um, you know, we know that there's women wrestlers, and we know they can have good matches. Um, just give them the time, you know. Don't, don't overemphasize anything. Just let it, let it happen, you know. Why don't you do what the, it's like? Why don't you just do what you did with Daniel Bryan's push, and instead of, uh, you know, thinking that it was going to be something that didn't happen or wasn't going to take off or whatever, and people still just said, "No, fuck you, we're going to make Daniel Bryan our guy." Yeah. You know, you should have just let that happen with the women's division too. Yeah, I agree to that. What new topic? What do you think about Cody Rhodes winning the ROH title? Man, if, you, if those of you that follow me on Twitter, you should already know my answer to that. I mean, one down, one to go. You know, there's there's a G1 Climax weekend coming uh, this upcoming Saturday in Long Beach for New Japan, which, FYI, New Japan and Ring of Honor have both been catching my interest a hell of a lot I know. more than WWE. Has. You know, I've never really been a big, I guess, you know, I'm not giant in the indie scene, but I've actually been paying attention more to like ROH and New Japan than I have WWE recently. Dude, it's just it's I don't I think somebody put it best that I was reading one time is that WWE has become very much a generic repeat and honestly they, there's not a whole lot of depth that they go to anymore whereas New Japan, especially New Japan has no boundaries whatsoever. The, and and they're not just for the record they're not an indie promotion at all yeah okay um and that's something that that's um it's funny because i always say that and i always forget it's like they're actually really no, really big yeah and it's and it's not anything that i was trying to dig on with you or oh, anything. Fine. It, it's a it's a dig common away. misconception sorry it is definitely a common misconception because most people that you know they think that they're smarks um they forget that uh, New Japan has been around for oh, at least three decades now. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're not an independent promotion by any means. They are, if anything, they are the WWE of Japan. Yeah. You know, they've been around for a while. They've produced guys like Jushin Thunder Liger, Antonio Inoki, 
who, by the way, Anoki is a Hall of Famer in the WWE, and Jushin Liger has been world-renowned for almost 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really can't, – you can't say New Japan is an indie promotion for anybody the, that yeah, says sorry. that. No, you're good. You're Let, good. Let's go on to some WWE stuff, as I just said. What's oh, up? well, to answer oh, your question, Cody Rhodes is, as Ring of Honor <clears throat> champion is great. It's great for oh, both Ring of Honor. It's great for Cody especially because, in my opinion – um, and, and I'm the first to say, was I a Stardust fan in WWE? No. Uh, it, I, I was for the gimmick and the funny funny part of it when it started. Yeah. Um, was I a fan of Cody Rhodes in WWE either? He had his moments, but for the well, most part... Well, dashing Cody Rhodes, awesome. I was not... Yeah, dashing Cody Man. Rhodes was interesting and funny. The Phantom of the Opera gimmick, it was... It was uh, I mean, okay... Uh, it brought back the old classic Intercontinental title, so that I'll give it. But honestly, Cody has done his best work, in my opinion, since leaving WWE. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, Most people say that, too. I, th- I think, honestly, he, he was just finally like, okay, I don't have restrictions anymore. I can be more of who I actually am. And Cody is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, Um, I agree. I think I think WWE really did drop a ball on them, and if they would have just given him a chance to really show who Cody Rhodes could be, he'd probably still be with WWE today. Maybe be even maybe even in the title picture at this point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he definitely uh, has the organic feel to him in uh, in New Japan and ROH too. Every time he's doing something, it just feels like he is doing it. It feels like it's him. Yeah. And I feel like he'll be back in WWE too. Yes, but I, it, you know, just, he, just I mean, just in general, because his legacy and his family and stuff, hundred percent, he'll be back. I think he'll only come back if he knows he'll get some kind of real title run. I I, I don't know if necessarily okay. the title run will have to be a guarantee, but I think at least um, he he needs to be pushed into a level of being a main event caliber star. Yeah, you know. And I and I can see that I can see that becoming possible within the next three to five years. I think I think he'll be when I say three to five years, that's how long I give it before he's back in WWE. I think it'll be sooner. You think he, he's actually said uh, he won the title now, so maybe not. But he actually said uh, in some interview somewhere that he um, didn't sign a co- re-sign a contract for something. I don't know what it was, but I read he somewhere signed a contract he, anywhere anywhere. So I read somewhere that he'll and I think he reported on it too. I forgot. Uh, on rumblingrumors.com uh, that uh, yep that uh, he uh, was like gonna come back I mean within a couple years he was saying but I mean you know if his run goes good over there and he's the headliner and he's making good money I don't think he'll be back anytime soon no I don't I don't think he will either because right now um, and I think it, I think it was just a way to sell the match but I don't, I don't I would think that but at the same time I think there's actually a lot of truth to it He's the first Ring of Honor champion that's an unrestricted free agent. Like, yeah. most of the guys that have held the Ring of Honor title have been under contract to Ring of Honor. Yeah. He's, he's right. not. You know? And that's, and that's a good thing, in my opinion, for Cody. But at this stage in his career, I'm still going to give it at – okay, I'll kind of shorten it a little bit and say okay. at least two – I think it'll be two to three years before he's back because I think he's enjoying his indie run. Uh, I think he's going to continue to evolve and have great success uh, on the indie Maybe scene. he'll go to Evolve Wrestling. He already has, man. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he. I, I believe he's already wrestled in Evolve. You're, he probably I, has. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I could. I mean, I could. I could hundred percent be wrong, but you know, I, I want to say he did. I think that was one of his first shows outside mm-hmm. of WWE was Evolve. I think you're right, um, actually. But he's he's very good, and he's just going to continue to get better. Um, if anything, I can see him. Depending on how this weekend goes, I don't know exactly. And nobody knows exactly what's going to happen with him and Okada because so many people are hoping for Okada and Omega three. Yeah. Um, but right now, I, I would have to say they could very easily put the strap on Cody because this, uh, without giving away any spoilers, this could lead to the eventual. In my opinion, it's going to have to at some point lead to an eventual Omega versus Rhodes feud. Oh, yeah. You know they're, they want to do that anyway sooner or later. But I think they have to go at least to wait a year. I mean, they got to sell these freaking Bullet Club shirts they're printing off. Man, they're, pr- they're, printing, they're printing money like it's nobody's business at this point. So let's, let's switch it up because I don't know how many fans really have, you know, are obviously indie-based or not indie-based, New Japan or ROH. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you last week, but I didn't get to because the whole thing – uh, do you think they did they did did right by Big Cass and uh, Enzo splitting up the way they did it? Because I thought I thought it was very shitty. I've I've gone back and forth. Um, kick him first, kick him in the head first, then explain. It makes more sense. It's way more impactful. Who would do it the opposite way? It was it's, it was like anticlimaxful. That's that's a word. Anticlimaxful. Yeah, Cli- anticlimaxful. No, it's just climax, dude. No, but it's an an- oh, oh anticlimax. Wait, no, climactical. Yeah, well, it's like basically the opposite. He did it's the anticlimactical, not climaxical. Okay, well, if you're familiar with rumbling rumor, rumbling reality, you'll know that I don't get half my fucking words right. Sorry. He sucks at spelling and grammar. Let's yep. just call. Suck him at spelling and grammar. That's very sad, but he's very right. Yeah, I'm not digging on him at all because he and I have had many conversations away from this show about yeah. him. Hey, I embrace it. I know, I know, I know. But hey, I guess I guess you being a dick to me on here is kind of payback for Travis. I am rarely a dick to you. It's usually you're a dick to me. (laughs) That's what I just said. This is you giving it back to me. That's what I'm saying. I see. But I mean, I don't know. Big Cass should have kicked him in the head, then explained it. I just don't get why they did the opposite. It's weird. It didn't feel right. It's not the way they did it. It's more so of should they have done it for me. Um, just because Big Cass, he he's going to be a main event star on his own. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, Vince's eyes for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just I, I, there's a part of me that thinks it was way too soon. There's a part of me that thinks that uh, maybe it was actually the right time. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but most of your best tag teams need to have a tag team title run before you split them up. That's a good point, you know? but NXT. They didn't even get the titles in NXT either. Did they really not? No. I know. As a- hey, well, you know what? That's a storyline they can use for the future while they get back together. Well, I mean, it, they could, and but they've kind of used that as the, I the really catalyst. Thought, man, for- I... I really thought for that, some reason they had NXT title for at least a little while. No, but that's that was part of his catalyst. I mean, that was part of the story of why yeah. he attacked Enzo. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You've never, you've never gotten to me a title. You never helped me win a title. Yep. And it's, and it's, I'm, it was all true, you know. 
And it's like, okay, I can see where they're getting with this, and I, I, I like where they're going with it. I'm like you. I would have maybe delivered it a little bit differently than the way they did it. Um, I don't know. It's I think it's still too soon to make I'm a just, final decision. Personally, man, I'm not a big, big cast fan. I feel like he's just a not-on-point test. He's yeah, I think that's a that's a fair comparison. But I also think he's he needs time to develop he does, his own character. But he's also been at NXT one of the best places to able to develop your character without getting in too much trouble. Here's the problem with that though. The time that he was in NXT, there was a moment which is what got him noticed as being somebody that they could eventually and, and actually it's so funny because this happened to him twice as a matter of fact. Uh, there was two times, once in NXT and then just uh, once on the main roster last year when Enzo got hurt, and Big Cass had to steer the ship basically by himself. Yeah. Um, both times. In NXT, it showed that he had main event potential um, to be on his own because he still could carry the character, and he was still portraying the same character that him and Enzo were. So it showed that he could hang on his own. Mm -hmm. And then last year when he was, when Enzo was out with that concussion for a month, Enzo, uh, Cass you know, kept up with his own pace. He was a, still, he was a little bit more serious than what his uh, gimmick character usually called for. Um, it was very good for them to see that, okay, here's a guy that uh, is a big guy. He fits the WWE mold. He actually has athleticism. He can actually wrestle for a guy his size. He, he's got a strong character. The problem with his character, and this is where I have an issue with it right now, is he doesn't really have a character. Yeah. What makes what makes Big Cass stand out from Braun Strowman or Big Show? What makes him unique? That's that's the problem that I have with Big Cass right now. Is you have you haven't established anything with him. We yeah. know him as the guy that spells out soft and spells it incorrectly. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what What else do you have? And that's where I think they're going to struggle a little bit. That's another reason why I feel it was a little too soon to split them up because all we know is big cast with Enzo Amore. Yeah, that's true. So, but we'll see. I mean, it, it has it has time. It has a chance for progression. Um, I know we'll probably have their their payoff match at. The Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. I know. Don't get me started on that. Um, let's, is this uh, really still a pay-per-view name? Like, seriously. I know. I know. That's the funny part. It truly is. I really... When I read that rumor online, or whatever, I was like, this is obviously some joke. And I was it had like, to be. And then I was like, it still must be a joke. Then I think I saw... I think I saw the either on... The official post? I yeah, I saw I the saw poster. was like... Promo. I saw the poster. I was like, "Is it still a joke?" Because the poster, the poster itself looked freaking dirty as hell. Like a, literally a ball and you know dick. So well, I was and like, and, "Well, and WWE promoted the name." Uh, when I saw WWE promote the name, because I'm like you, I saw that it was just a rumored name for mm -hmm. the pay per view. But then the second that WWE's Facebook page shared information on the ticket sale for Dallas, yeah, I was like, "They're seriously going with this." This is really about to be a a pay per view name. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, it's, I... it's like you're trying to be the Great American Bash, which actually sounds like a cooler name anyway. It and does actually. Yeah. Your, when you compare your... it, for sure. Oh yeah, and but instead you took a freaking '50s song and turned it into a pay per view. 
the the hell, man? <laughs> you remember those good old days of wrestling when we had like bad blood and just I know they sound a little more like you know a little more unforgiven. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, half of them sound like they could be like Nickelback titles, but yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Nickelback's freaking shit. Too. I need to love Nickelback, but most people don't. So I like them yeah. too. I have some. I have some of their old stuff, but let's not I have get into a, that. Yeah, I have everything of theirs. I have their old and new stuff, we and know. I even have their new CD, which is pretty good too. We know you do. I know you. I know you do. Um, hater. I'm a hater. I'm a deliberator. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh? Oh, oh dang! What was I going to talk about? What, what do you want to talk about, Travi? Man, there's there's been a couple things. Uh, well, actually, there's there's two. Well, there's I say oh, there's two. Gosh. There's one name from Impact Wrestling that made his uh, NXT debut on a live event tonight. I was happy to see this guy as jump ship. Uh, I think he he has a he has a shot. What's he go uh, by? His his Impact slash TNA name was Gunner, um, and he's a he's a huge dude built like a freaking rock shit house, okay? Um, and on top of that, he's a, he's a former army vet. Um, the dude can, is pretty good in the ring. He reminds me of a more American uh, version of, what's that guy named? Uh, the Switzerland guy. Cesaro? No, the NXT guy. He's like all Undertaker kind of style. Switzerland, Undertaker. Oh, Alistair, Alistair yes, Black. Alistair. I'm looking at his. Uh, I'm looking at this Gunner guy's jackets and stuff. It reminds me of an Alistair Black. Yeah, it, and it does, especially on the 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 tweets that I saw. His jacket looked very familiar to him, but he's he's got short hair now, which he had long hair in TNA. Um, still has a big beard, which is good, I guess. Hmm. Um, I think I think he has an opportunity, and he has a real cha- a real chance to to do something special. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that TNA never pulled the trigger on a heel faction with him, uh, Brom, and you will never ever hear me say Bram, except for this one time, since that's how TNA and Impact Wrestling likes to pronounce his name. Uh, fuck all y'all. It's Brom, okay? Brom Stoker is a prime example of that. Nobody says his name is Bram Stoker. It's so Brom should we Stoker. say Bram Strowman? No. 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 And I'll say no. No. Yeah, we got it. Okay, I'm just making sure. No. Anyway, um, I'm very disappointed that they never did a faction with uh, James Storm, Gunner, and uh, Brom over in TNA because that would have been a, a, a Brom. No, oh my God. What if he? Uh, well, what if he is Braun Strowman's like? brother like the cane taker thing hey hey i was wondering when you were going to say something stupid <laughs> nice nice return thank you uh i had i had to think of that one for a minute <laughs> uh no yeah. no i would i would hate that idea right off the bat i'd hate that idea uh, oh but speaking of yeah since you finally i've got, got to see a a snidbit we've only seen promos what the hell is a snidbit uh, snidbit means like a tiny bit Ooh, a snidbit? A snidbit. I'm gonna write this down. S I N D bit. Yep, that sounds stupid as fuck. What, we're cussing more today. I noticed that. We usually don't cuss a lot. Today we're cussing a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you're a bad influence on me. You started it off with the first F bomb. Did I really? Yeah. Let's slut on the F bombs because I want to be an ABC family. I'm sorry. 
uh, what's it called now? It's not ABC Family. It's a uh... Freedom. No, it's not Freedom now. It's called a. Uh... Yes, it is. No, it's called Flow no, or free Glow. Form. It's free form. Good job. Fucking a! If we could ever get this right. What were you gonna say? Um. I know shit. Oh. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Right. Oh, fuck See, that's why I'm glad. <laughs> that's why I'm glad I have the little um, description on iTunes and stuff as explicitive. Because if it wasn't, I'd have to edit all this crap like I used to. And I was like, you know what? We don't really cuss that much, but I'm getting tired of going back. You know, after we're done, it's like an hour. So I have to go and find the exact time we, talk, you know, set a little F bomb or whatever. It's like, God. Yeah. And we still, for the most part, don't normally yeah. cuss. But so, yeah, you know what? If you're a little Everyone's kid, sorry. Yeah, every once in a while we have to let out. Yep. Anyway, um, no, what do you think of finally seeing uh, Mike and Maria Canellas? I don't know. I don't really know how I feel yet. It doesn't. I don't either. It feels like more of like a reality thing, like a reality it, show stuff. It didn't really feel like he's a. It doesn't feel like he's a wrestler yet. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I, so far they're not doing it right. Well. I don't, I don't, and again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it. He's the not making an impact. Haha. <laughs> uh, I had a problem originally with the whole last name at first, and then the more I thought about it, the gimmick and the last name actually go pretty well and hand in hand. Um, I can't even say the, I can't say the name when I Canellas? say when I see it, I just think of cannolis. And, well, I mean, it, it, they're Italian, so it kind of goes. I, was, I just want to stick there. my cannoli. Sorry. Yeah, you stop there. Uh, but Canellis is how you pronounce it. Mm. So you're right on track. Just drop the O and add an E. So it's Canellis. Drop the O, put in a D. Oh, my God. No, tonight's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, I just don't feel like it's a, uh, a push to make him look, like, profound. It just feels like he's automatically a mid card, automatically. I'm not saying you got to push every single guy like he's top guy, but he's coming into it looking like a, like a little, I don't know. No, I get it. No, I get it because I, I kind of thought the same thing too. But here, and I felt that way about Ty Dillinger too because we haven't really? seen Ty on. Well, we haven't seen Ty on SmackDown in weeks. Yeah. And it's really starting to piss me off because I'm like, Ty I wonder why that is. Huh? What's wrong with him? Nothing. He's he's great. Ty Dillinger's awesome. You talked to him? Yeah, I did actually. He, that's he cool. responded to me on Twitter. Did he really? No. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. So he's not. Are you sure he's not injured? No, he's not because he just wrestled in the dark match this past Tuesday. What what is WWE doing? I just don't get it. There's people that actually get real pops, and they'll use people that don't get pops. I just don't get uh, it. I mean, I'm not saying it's all about pops either. But no, shit. but case in point to what I was saying earlier, they're pushing the women's division way too much, way too much. Um, I get it. The money in you the bank. You do realize that's going to be a headline probably on, one, on the podcast now, so you're going to get some people not liking you. Fine. Go ahead. Not like me. But when you really look at the, the, the scope of things, and if you really want to analyze what I'm saying, go right ahead and tell me why I'm not right. So, hold on. Because what do you mean to label this for you? WD pushing women's wrestling too much? I think so. Should I, should, should saying... I label that like that, Travis? Or should I, how should I label this? How am I trying to label this? Okay. WD pushing women's wrestling or WD pushing 
Huh. Overly pushing the divas division, or I'm sorry, Ooh. overly pushing the women's division. It's because it, it is. It's getting it's getting too minute. Like tonight, for instance, I saw on Triple H's Twitter, he was listing how this past week on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, even the women were the main event of all three shows. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that. And I didn't either until I saw that, and then I thought about it, and he's right. Um, but let's look at this objectively for a second. Of all of those, the strongest, the strongest match Strong. was the NXT Sorry. match. Mm -hmm. uh, the Oscar Nikki Cross last woman standing match was the strongest of the three. The weakest of the three was Raw, which is quote unquote the main show. Sadly, and SmackDown. Which has still always been my favorite now since the uh, the brand split still is. They had the money in the bank match, and again, that being the main roster, that had the better main event than what Raw did. Yeah, which happens a lot actually for SmackDown. It happens way more often than what WWE I'm sure would like, since they like to tag out Raw as the A show. Well, you're not showing A material. You know, you're doing stupid feuds like Finn Balor and Elias Sampson. Don't get me wrong, I like Elias Sampson, and I am especially a Finn Balor fan. That's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm actually... I don't oh, like the feud. You don't like the feud? It's too early, do you think? Way too early, because... No, 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 too early to judge if it's bad or good, because they're just trying to build Elias up. And that's my point, though, is Elias is still a fresh face. But do you think Finn Balor is pretty much a fresh face, too, though? No, because no. he's had more time to connect. And I say that because here's the difference between Elias and Finn. Finn was NXT champion. He was the longest reigning NXT champion now. He, you, When you heard... Oh, I think it cut out a little bit. Hold on. Give it a second. Travis will be back. One, two, three. Travis. Hmm. God dang it. There we go. There we go. I was wondering, like, where'd you go? Oh, my bad. Uh, so... What I was saying was uh, when you heard NXT for at least a year and a half, if not almost two years, you immediately thought Finn Balor, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever once think Elias Sampson? It's true. Okay. So now, fast forward, we're on the main roster. You draft Bray Wyatt to Raw for whatever God knows why reason. <laughs> you immediately put him in a promo against Finn Balor saying how he's now on Raw, you then do something similar to it again a week or two later. Then you have this fatal five-way BS take place at Extreme Rules, which, yes, was good at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but then when you think you're going to pick right back up because the only reason they had the fatal five-way was because Braun got injured, um, they pick right back up on Raw with the Balor-Wyatt feud. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to throw Wyatt against Rollins instead. Hmm. The yeah. hell are you doing? To me, I would much rather have seen Rollins take on uh, Samson. Really? Yes. I'm I think that would have even been a little bit more intriguing. Uh, but to throw Finn Balor, who arguably is probably still your hottest commodity on Raw at the moment. And when I say hottest. In other, in other words, he's a superstar. Yeah. Sorry. He appeals to everybody. He does. He appeals to the men because most of the guys in the audience are uh, a bunch of rabid marks, if you will. And they want to do him. 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe some of them. Okay. Uh, maybe Tyler, maybe Tyler Byrne. Right. Well, the females definitely do in the audience. And then the kids love him because he does the face paint, the demon face paint. So he appeals to everybody. Yeah. Um, and you decide to throw him against a brand new guy that you draft up from NXT to Raw that nobody really has any inclination about. So basically, you pretty much think they're using Finn Balor wrong. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I can agree and with I that. I was just saying. I sorry. Well, I was saying I think they're honestly screwing Elias too. Really? You don't think it's building him a little bit it's against Finn Balor? Okay. I'm just saying, Give like, me, it's if, when you put somebody against him? something that high up and give him a little run with him, it makes the other guy, whether he wins or loses, seem like okay, he must be a little legit. He's going against Finn Balor. If you keep putting, if you keep putting Elias Samson against like a Tyson kid, or you keep putting him against somebody mid card, all the way mid card, you're gonna think, okay, he's a mid card. If you put Elias Samson against Finn Balor, a Rollins, a you know Samoa Joe, so you're gonna start thinking, oh, Elias is in that caliber. So I, personally, I think they started off right having his major feud with him, but Finn Balor, they're wasting him because I mean, they've they, personally, I think since Finn's came back, they wasted his return. Definitely wasted his return. That was the most pissed off I've been in a long time. I've waited so much to have that pop, you know? That little pop mm-hmm. you get when somebody finally came back. Right. I don't know. It just pissed me off till this day. Well, I'll, I'll say this uh, with Elias Sampson. Uh, while I get where you're going with your argument there, um, I didn't really necessarily have a problem with the way Finn Balor was brought back. But what I do still have a problem with and what I was going to say with Elias is I – I agree that you can't keep him at, like, the mid-card matches all the time. But I want to bring up a point here. Braun Strowman, before last year, was nothing. He was the, the quote-unquote, the black sheep in the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. But of everybody in the Wyatt family, everybody kind of knew their spot. Bray yeah. Wyatt, of course, was the leader. Luke Harper was his right-hand man. Eric Rowan was to the left, if you will. Braun yes was a big guy and he was an enforcer but even braun admitted on stone cold's podcast when he was put with the wyatts he was still very green yeah like he was he was he literally was brought up to the main roster way 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 sooner than what he should have been but then fast forward and they do the brand split braun Strowman goes through these series of squash matches which yes it it too got repetitive and got annoying after a while but you know what it did? Hmm. It turned Braun Strowman into the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Turned him into that unstoppable Andre the Giant-like force that we now have that's had, honestly, great matches. With yeah, it, to me it's a little old. I don't know. I but just it, feel but like... what I'm getting at is that doing the route that they did with Braun, doing the squashes and everything like that, it built Braun up to what we have now. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Elias can do the exact same thing. You don't have to keep them on there forever, but make sure you build up enough time to where people care about your character, yeah, whether they love you or hate you. You know, Don't just randomly throw him into a feud with one of your top guys. Honestly, because, hey, I'm pretty sure it's probably Vince's, or sorry, Triple H's call because Triple H has pretty much Finn Balor and Elias, you know, invested. In, that's I mean, those are his like guys he's been pushing NXT. So I think that he's doing well, this. Well, I mean, they're all his size. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? You mean guys. I mean like they're really his guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, 
I don't know about Elias. I mean, do I think Elias has main event potential? He's definitely got the look for it. Um, I think, I personally, he may be a huge freaking star. Like, he, he can he's be. already I, really I comfortable like on the mic. I, I like Elias a lot, and, and I know a lot of people think I'm probably digging on him, and they think that I'm saying... Oh, no, 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 I get, I get where you're coming from. You're just saying you're just but, not being built correctly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're doing great for his character building because that's and that's WWE's biggest problem this day and age is that they don't really build characters anymore. They don't they, do that. Sorry, they don't. I mean, really, they. It's like if you develop them in NXT, and I'm sorry to say this, but most of the people that watch NXT are not children. So yeah. when you bring them True. up to the main roster, these kids don't know who the who the f they are. So you've spent all this time in NXT building up a guy that, yeah, your rabid audience knows who they are, but what do the kids know? Yeah. Nothing. They don't know anything about you. They don't know why they're supposed to hate you or cheer you. They don't know exactly what you bring to the table. Ty Dillinger, prime example, yeah. uh, has one of the biggest ovations on SmackDown. I know. When, uh, he's brought up the, night, the SmackDown after WrestleMania, and like I said earlier – what has he been doing? He's been doing dark matches for the last two to three weeks now. Why? There must, there must be something Why to it, though. There must be. Show? He must have did something in the background bad. Uh, something. You know what WWE is? They always... I don't know. He must have, man. He must have done something in the backstage or pissed somebody off or rubbed somebody the wrong way. I feel like that's what happened. I don't know, though, because he's because typically when they do that, yeah, not only are they kibosh to the dark shows, but... Usually they lose. Like, they usually lose their matches. He's still winning. Well, because he's a crowd favorite. I, it doesn't matter. For punishment, they'll send you down any way they can. They'll make <laughs> you irrelevant. Yeah. But that's but that's my issue with SmackDown in general. And I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go back to this because, again, this goes back to me saying earlier that I think they're trying to focus on the women's divisions way too much. The Lana-Naomi feud? Who's really buying that? Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, you're really uh, digging on women's wrestling tonight, aren't you? Not just not women's wrestling as a well, whole. Well, that's what the what are the, what are they called? Those feminist girls that push for everything. Uh, a feminist? No, not just that. They're whatever. Oh, like freedom warriors or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Never mind. What a, I mean, I get where you're going yeah. with that, but but that's so you just thing. you just don't think it's you don't think I'm it's not, yeah, something you want to see. I'm not dogging on the women. Like that's that's what I want people yeah. to understand. I'm not I'm not saying that these women are that all of them are bad wrestlers because all of them aren't. Becky Lynch is not bad. Charlotte's not bad. Sasha Banks is not bad. Bailey's not bad. Naomi is not bad. You know, Alexa Bliss, uh, a little rough around the edges every now and then, mm -hmm. but she, especially as a character, is spot the freak on. You know, uh, Emma, who I think is being very, very underutilized, um, and I think should definitely have a bigger role than what she does. Uh, I think it's an unfair treatment. Um, but seriously, who really likes this Lana Naomi feud? I mean, they're just really trying to build Lana up. Yeah, well, you're failing at it. You really think they're failing? You don't think it's making Lana look at least like higher caliber women's wrestling at all, or? Just it's just making more guys go home and jerk off to her. Travis. <laughs> I'm being honest about this. Yeah. Seriously. Look I don't at, know. At, I am glad they're giving Lana. Right. I mean, I'm glad they're giving Lana a chance. She's been there for a long time now. 
But I mean, probably shouldn't have been. At, look, she probably shouldn't have pushed that quick. Look at her wardrobe. Look at her entrance. Look at her vignettes. I'm not what saying you're not right. Huh? I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying they probably they probably didn't push her right to start off her wrestling. Well, do, do you know uh, the character that she's portraying is supposed to be the Emmalina character that they were trying to dog on Emma? I heard about this actually. I heard about a little theory about that. It, well, apparently that's it's not even a theory. That's exactly what it was. Really? That, yeah, they felt. And I, and, I, and I can totally see where they get this from yeah. because I, I do think Lana would be such a better fit for that type of character, but they're not pulling it off the way they should. She's very um, – I don't want to say that she's bad in the ring because me personally, I don't have a lot of in-ring experience, so what the hell do I know? Yeah, but just because you don't have in-ring experience doesn't I mean you can't talk about it. It's like saying because JR never wrestled, he can't talk about it, Trev. yeah. It's it's just one you know of those I mean. things where you know a lot of people will will want to throw out the well if you think you're so much better then why aren't you doing it okay yeah well I that's on the point of this <laughs> but I, but you know as a fan though I have nothing invested in Lana she's she does nothing for me is she beautiful hundred percent is she somebody that can definitely get a guy's interest in her absolutely do I think that she's a good wrestler no. And and maybe maybe that's not her fault. Maybe she you know it, she took the opportunity when it was presented to her, like most people would, when something like that is presented to them. Yeah. But I I just don't think I don't think it was still a good time for her to come up. But I also don't think she's right to be. I don't think she should have ever became a wrestler. I think she should have stuck to an old school style, uh, Miss Elizabeth approach. You know, honestly, that's what I liked about Lana, because yeah. that that whole. It's just so lost. That's why the only kind of reason – what's that guy's name? Mike Mike Canulu, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, whatever his – whatever. What's his name? Canalis. Oh, Mike Canalis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only real good thing about this is it feels like a, you know, a real true pairing, like a Macho Man or like a, you know, Miss Elizabeth. Yes. That's what yes. I liked about Lana and Rusev, and so that's the one thing I am actually kind of pissed off about when she went to start wrestling is that whole, you know – yeah, and that's and that's another reason I like I I'm I'm not totally giving up hope on the whole Mike and Maria uh, angle just yet because Maria is she's not a wrestler. Go back and watch yeah. watch her evolution for and, and a lot of people they hey, hold 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 on man sorry Trevor I got to pause this sorry about that I have my dogs barking in the background and uh, they're going crazy. What were we saying though about the manager um, Lana? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give up hope on Mike and Maria just yet. Mainly, just no. Because, me either. I want them to succeed. Yeah, and, and and what I was saying about Maria is, you know, some of us will remember her from her first WWE run, where she was presented as very much the ditzy girl and things like that. When she left WWE, she really evolved, uh, especially in Ring of Honor. That's where she really developed a character. The whole First Lady of SmackDown Live that she's been saying. She was doing that in Ring of Honor. Like she was oh, calling yeah, yeah. herself. I actually looked up a little bit of it. Of yep. So this character that she's doing is basically the same character she was doing in ROH. They've just pretty much taken Mike's character and they've kind of put it as an extension of her as opposed to her being an extension of him. And and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. That's a lot that. of extensions. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know. It, I mean, we're dealing with women after all. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, you were on fire tonight being 
That Texas. one, I'm sorry. That one was Man, just a joke. what is that up, was, Travis? Did you have a fight? That one was did you have a fight with your girlfriend today? No, no. Okay. But I'm sorry. When there's a joke out there, I can't help but uh-huh. try and just get it. Uh, anyway, no, that's that's why I'm hoping that the Mike and Maria thing succeeds because Maria is definitely going to be a true valet. She's not going to be a wrestler. She's not going to be in the ring. She doesn't need to be. She is a mouthpiece. Let her be a mouthpiece because she is damn good at it. She yeah. is not the same Maria that we had back in 2006, 2007, 8, and 9. No, this is a different Maria. This is a very well-groomed and polished performer Maria now. And if given the opportunity, and I hope that we yeah, are Yeah, that's true, though. That's a good point because you look back at old stuff, she fumbled on her words a lot, and you could tell she was not confident. This is – yeah, that Maria is long gone, long gone. Um. I kind of like that they teased Sami Zayn as being the first opponent for Mike on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he ran in between them. And I think that would be a that'd be a perfect feud to start. I think that could actually be very good for Mike Do because you, Sami Zayn is a well-established. Let's go uh, on to that. That's a good next topic. I yeah. feel like Sami Zayn's super underutilized. Um, I don't know if underutilized because. I mean, do you think he should just be a mid carder for life and never get a chance? I think he's been there a long time. And he gets enough pops. It just doesn't seem like he's in. To me, he does not feel at any caliber like a Seth Rollins or like a Roman Reigns at all. Well, he's not the here. This is this has been the, this is the problem with uh, the NXT guys, and this is why I I sometimes wish that NXT really was. It's just its own brand and never is yep. used as I, a developmental. I feel that I feel that way a lot because. Sami Zayn was a god in NXT. You know what I mean? There was not a single fan that hated Sami Zayn. You know, when go back and watch the the title match with him and Adrian Neville from Takeover Our Evolution. Coincidentally, same night that Finn Balor uh, showed the demon side of him for the first time in NXT. Um, but you got to see that Sami Zayn, uh, he had that entire place cheering for him. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's such a drastic difference between NXT Sami Zayn and and Sami Zayn and Raw or SmackDown. And I said this before, I'll say it again. I feel like they use Sami Zayn to make beatings look really good. Like they do. He has gotten beaten so. I know, but he's gotten beat so many times outside the ring and before a match or after a match. Like really stomped. I'm like, that's all I can think of his career is just getting demolished and getting hurt or getting injured. Well, and you know, to that, you, you have a great point there because it, it really does look like that. But that's also what made him such the, the greatest sympathetic underdog. character. Yeah, it was the underdog from the underground. Yep. Uh, exactly what the quote-unquote hashtag name, title, whatever you want to call it, nickname, that's exactly what he betrayed because that's what he was, especially in NXT. The guy that never could seemingly grab the brass ring or hold it, I should say, for even a very long time, and all of a sudden – when you finally saw him capture the big title, people not only cared about it, but they were enthralled. Yep. They were so ecstatic and to Sammy see Zinn's on, guy he's on Raw. Yeah, he's on Raw. He's on SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay, okay. I was thinking. Okay. He was on Raw. He got he transferred was, yep. to SmackDown. Uh, which I think still SmackDown is the better place that he should be. Yeah. Um, because I think they're still trying to go that same route. I think they're wanting to develop Sami Zayn the same way they did with NXT was he's this guy that just keeps getting beat and beat. It almost feels like a CM Punk kind of thing. 
Almost, but not to that degree. Um, oh, did you see the pipe bomb thing? CM Punk did. Yeah, can you believe it's been six years now? Yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think Sami Zayn is going to get to a point. I think he I think he still can be champion over on SmackDown. Oh, I think so too. Um, I think he can also. I, I mean, if not WWE champion, then definitely be US champion. Um, as a matter of fact, I would say at least the US title will be in his possession by the end of this year. Really should be um if him and kevin owens don't have a feud for that title at some point I'm and they put on some damn good matches together together this goes right back to the nxt very first night the or <laughs> again same show that uh, Sami Zayn won the nxt title on is when kevin owens debuted on nxt um and at that very same show at the very end is when he powerbombed his best friend and they started their feud in nxt there yeah and they've carried that from nxt to the main roster yeah. they always have great matches always have compelling stories always are emotionally invested you need to calm they the hell down solid. huh you need to calm the hell down i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying i don't know i just always feel like Sami Zayn seems like a, he's a good worker he's hard worker and he's uh, matches are relatively entertaining he just always kind of held down yeah uh, i mean i'm not disagreeing with that i just think i think we still will have the best of Sami Zayn still to come. Uh, it will not surprise me if uh, near the end of the year, if one of the SmackDown pay-per-views is headlined. Well, in, in I'm sorry, in my perfect world, I should say, because I would say that this could, this will happen, but it, it probably won't. Um, in a perfect world, I would see a SmackDown Live pay-per-view be headlined by AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE title. Yeah. Uh, with a co-main event style for the U- United States title of Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, so uh, that would be the perfect for you. In my opinion, for the SmackDown there's no other brand at this thing you moment? do. Really? Okay. I just know there's so many guys on the, the roster that could really have a chance. I just didn't know. I mean, we're seeing Jinder Mahal take his chance, and he's running Which... to the freaking the ground with it, man. He you don't is... like it? No, no, I mean, he, oh. he, I, I'm sorry. no, he stuck his feet into the ground and decided to run. Man, I love it. I freaking Dude. love it. He is and awesome. You know, what an awesome and, heel champion he is. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's it, Somebody said it on YouTube when I was watching his uh, entrance on YouTube. Oh, we uh, keep saying perfect so much. Last couple of minutes, I was looking for uh, Mr. Perfect's entrance, but I couldn't find it without an ad. <laughs> uh, well, you can always do Curtis Axel's because his is a remix of it. So That's true. Um, but gender has definitely evolved into, I honestly, I see him as a main event player and I see him as a legit WWE champion. Yes. I, I've always loved Mr. Perfect's music. It's, it's, just, yeah, it's the perfect music. But honestly, if you're also going to think of playing perfect music, you need to play the perfect tens music too. Oh, Cause, he played. He's literally our out. He's literally our outro every time. Oh, great! So we do. do you not. You not listen to your own show. I listen to the parts of it, but once I know we start getting to the end, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I already oh, that's cool. So we can't keep our own fans entertained because our own host can't be entertained. Cool. What are you talking about? I just said I listened to the whole show up until I know where we end it. Oh. Because I know where we end the show. Gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, almost always the outro is Ty Dillinger's music. Oh, cool. I yeah. love it. I don't know why I picked uh, that, but it's... Because it works. Good I love that show. And I love uh, that song. <laughs> yeah. No, the... Uh, uh, 
I don't. God, what were we even talking about? Jinder Mahal, how freaking badass you. he is. Thank you. And yes, he's he's done great. And somebody put it on YouTube uh, on one of the videos I was watching that said that he he's really shown such a respect to that title and is literally putting some prestige with that title because he's treating it like it's something important. And and I like that. It's not just an object to him. Yep. And and he's portraying it as such, as a very important title that he's honored to hold and he's proud to hold and it. He just he has he that walks, like he talks, he looks like yeah, a champion. He does. He is awesome at it. It's something about something about that belt has gave him so much gravitas, has gave him so much like backing in his spine. It's like created a whole different person. It's it's so funny. The the whole the whole thing in wrestling uh, the old mantra goes and Triple H has expressed this especially on the CM Punk documentary nonetheless that he's a big believer that uh, the title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title. That's in this point. in this case, though, I think it's just the opposite. I think the title really did make the man because the man Woo! is now showing what he can do with the title. Yeah. And because nobody nobody cared about gender up until this last couple of months, and now ever since he's been WWE champion, people can't stop talking about how good of a champion he's actually being. I know. You know. Um, I still think that his his title run is going to end uh, here at, at the next pay per view, uh, which is disappointing. But at the same time, it's too it's too logical for it to not be the end because Orton's lost twice now. I highly doubt I just think they should lose the third. I think they should do it. I do too, but I don't think they will. Yeah. That's WWE standard. Hey, we're going to throw you into the match that's supposed to be your signature match. Oh, but by the way, you're going to lose it too. But guess what? The last couple of times, oh, oh Jinder's going to lose his first title defense. Whoa, he didn't? And it's like a second one? It's like it makes you feel like, okay, he is a freaking champion. So I'm glad they give him that at least. I mean, it could be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If he does, if he ends up winning – the Punjabi prison match, which I can't believe they're bringing that monstrosity. Hey, it looks cool, though. It's really it's a cool-looking thing. I don't care if it looks cool. The two versions that we've seen of it have been pretty dumb. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying. it was. It, they've One of them was voted the worst match of the year by Dave Meltzer. At one was it really? Before. That's sad. I believe so. I believe it was the first one in, in 2006 with uh, Taker and, and uh, Taker and Show. Uh, I could be wrong. It may have been Batista and Kali the following year. But either way, both matches were bad. Didn't really care to see the gimmick match again. And they're only bringing it back because of Punjabi. So, You're I mean, racist and sexist in almost the same show. That's not cool. being racist. That's WWE being racist. We're going to stick the Indian guy with the Punjabi prison match. Hey, the whole crowd went crazy for it. No, the WWE edit went crazy for I it. I knew you were going to say that. I'm just, I mean... <laughs> No, there's little kids in that audience that don't even know what the hell the match is. How in the world? Oh yeah, yeah, no, really, it's so true. I, have you ever been to a WWE event recently? Anytime there's a kid in the audience and you start cheering for something that's bad, if there is a little kid in your vicinity, they're gonna cheer right there with you because they see you're the oh, adult yeah. cheering something. They're like, oh, it's time for me to cheer too. <laughs> no, kids, sit down. <laughs> Wear your John Cena wristbands and just call uh, it. What the hell's wrong with that? Uh, Me and you're going to have some problems now, bro. We're going to have some problems now, bro. Are you wearing a wristband right now? I wish. 
because uh, I would so flaunt it and be like, hey, don't make fun of John Cena. I ain't making fun of him because, I mean, I like Cena, so it's cool. And I notice every time you make fun of John Cena, throw him under the bus, you end up you end up saying, oh, I like John Cena. Then don't throw him under the freaking for, bus. You and I both, uh, we've talked about this now at least now three times before on the show. I, I can't hate John Cena anymore. I just can't. I know. I'm just giving shit. He's, he's, he's too good at what he does. I agree with that. And by the way, um, I was sick earlier this week, so when I was sick at home, I actually watched uh, some WWE. Uh, coincidentally, that list that I sent you mm-hmm. that was the top, the top t- 10 times Cena silences critics video. Yeah. I actually went back and I watched mainly because I wanted to watch the CM Punk Brock Lesnar match, but I ended up watching the rest of the whole pay-per-view and that was the SummerSlam, I believe it was 2013. Yeah. Uh, man, I really got to watch the Cena Daniel Bryan match and when I watched it over again, I really could not believe it that it indeed was a freaking killer of a match. Yeah, like, I agree. I like it that. was unbelievable. Like Bryan and Cena both just went balls to the wall and pulled off something. Have great. you have you heard this more new more, more new chatter? Well, actually, it was last week, so I never talk about it. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes won the ROH title, and then Daniel Bryan was did he really? What? Did he really? What? Are you joking or Cody what? Cody won the ROH title. Or is it New Japan? Are you kidding me? What did he win? ROH, right? Yeah. Why are you confused? Are, are you being sarcastic? Because yes, you do realize sarcastic. our fans can't see your face. Like, yes, I was being sarcastic. I thought you heard me when I was like, "What? Did he really win it?" I know. I was like, I'm just like "No, you confused me." Because I thought he may have won like New Japan, and I got confused. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. So my joke ended up making you confused. You yeah, pretty much like yeah. always. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, basically, Cody Rhodes won the ROH title, and Daniel Bryan basically said uh, publicly, he said, uh, "Man, I may have to like come for him if he holds the title you're too still long." Champion in like 200 days, yeah. Yep. And I was like, "All right." Oh, that's like that's. Do you think that could be true? Or yeah, I do. I really, really think I don't care because he he followed it up with something of like uh, I'm always trolling, and or hashtag always trolling. That's funny. And I thought. Well, and I thought to myself, I'm like, um, well, you may be saying you're trolling, but I Keep think trolling, you're actually... trolling, trolling, Sorry. Right. <laughs> I think he actually is completely serious. I think he actually is very much considering leaving WWE if they don't. Uh, I just if they don't, don't know, man. He makes too good of money, and his, the girl he has to put up with and pay for, she needs money. Well, she needs a steady paycheck. Know. You know what I'm saying? They can't make total you bellas. Think, you don't think if Daniel Bryan leaves WWE, he ain't going to have a steady paycheck? I'm not saying steady paycheck. I'm saying the living that she lives. Because they're not going to the renew. The living they live is They're like not going to renew total bellas if Daniel Bryan's on a competitive show. No, they will not. They'll probably just have to take him off of it, uh, which would be interesting to see how that plays but out. But that's why I love that show. Daniel Bryan and John Cena are like, to me, that's why I like watching it. I know, right? It's so funny. Um, Here's here's the funny thing. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up, though, because I was thinking to myself just now, uh, what if Daniel Bryan is doing all this and is playing – he's playing the system. He's playing WWE's system against themselves because Ooh. he's pretty much saying – like, like they've, they've already said like they don't plan on bringing him back to wrestle, right? Well, if they let him go, then he's going to be free to go and wrestle elsewhere. So – 
this Bella brand that you've been building, hey, guess what? One of your stars just happens to be married to this very same guy that's going off and doing his own thing. Do you really think WWE would actually take that chance, or do you think they would actually succumb to his requests and say, yeah, we'll let you wrestle again? Well, Bella Brand's also dying down a little bit, too. They're not continuous wrestling and stuff. They're more of a true. reality. They're more of a reality star now. Yeah, true. But they're still. I mean, even with that being said, they're still stars. I mean, I've always liked. I mean, they haven't put on amazing matches, but then when they have to, they come through. Their matches are decent. They do, especially Bree. Bree's always been a. I think of the two. Yeah. She's been the more solid performer. Of, that of is her true. Nikki. Which isn't saying but, much, but yeah. Yeah, but to Nikki's credit too, she's not. She's not bad either. She's yeah. come a long way too, but. Bree, I think, has always been the better in-ring competitor between the two. Yeah, a lot of people say that too, actually. So, yeah, that's that's my thought. But that'll be interesting to see what happens this time next year if Daniel Bryan is still with the company or if he's back on the the indie track making potentially more money because people. I don't know. I think they pay him quite a bit to be on there. I'm sure they pay him quite a bit to be with WWE. It's WWE, so I can't see them paying. I can't see an indie scene. Maybe it's New Japan. I can't really? see them paying him more money. I said besides besides New Japan. Okay, let me let me put something in perspective for you. Do it, bro. This do it, bro. Has, do it. This has nothing to do with them with the fact that they're with New Japan and Ring of Honor. Okay. But the Young Bucks are still considered independent wrestlers, right? Yeah. They make more money on the indie scene than what they would have made when they got offered WWE contracts in December this past that year. That is arguable because if they're good enough, their merch sales is nuts. No, I'm not saying uh, it's it's not arguable. Oh. They have umpteen amounts of T-shirts available of their own brand right now. And that's why they're making money because they're making pure profit instead of splitting the merch. Congratulations then. You're doing smart business and you're yeah, making that's true. money. So, yeah, but I'm not saying I'm not saying popularity popularity is the most biggest thing, but you can ask half the people at a WWE crowd who the Young Bucks are. They'll think, oh yeah, I know the the JTG. Well, sure. I mean, I get where you're going with that. You know, yeah. oh yeah, none I remember of, them. Prime none, time. Yeah, none of the kids would know who the Young Bucks are, but you know, there are several people that do know who the Young Bucks are, and they're making again more money doing their indie scene than they would had they signed WWE contracts back in December. Yeah. So, that's, probably, so I, I did not know that, actually. That's, that's really surprising. Well, so that was going to get to my point here with Daniel Bryan. Uh, if the Young Bucks can make more money on the indie scene than what they would with WWE right now, WWE better not only offer him a fat-ass contract, mm -hmm. but they better give him anything that he wants to keep. And the only thing he really wants to do is just wrestle. So WWE better be smart, and if he can pass certain protocol tests, if he can do it safely in the ring, they better let this guy wrestle again because I promise you the second he's released from that WWE contract and if they have him on the 90-day the no-compete clause thing too, the second he's completely free and clear from WWE, I'm telling you, his merchant, his merchandise sales when he comes out with his own merch is gonna skyrocket. Oh yeah, he's gonna get booked anywhere and everywhere. I guarantee you, his first stop will probably be back at Ring of Honor in New Japan. He'll do all the indie scenes. He'll hit every single show. I guarantee you, if he can do it safely, if he found a way to keep himself protected in the ring more than what he was back then, 
you're going to see Daniel Bryan he just got to get the biggest star. He just got to get rid of – I mean, he's already a top star, but at one point. You know. I'm talking – we're going to see him go into, like, WWE's going to kick themselves because they let him go. Well, for a third here's the thing, time. though, man. It's not about them kicking themselves or anything, that kind of stuff. It's all about them being sued and, and publicized and news reports about how they let a wrestler who did not pass their, you know, their little health thing – wrestle ends up getting um cap you know handicapped sure I, I get where they're going with that and i understand and i respect i mean do i need to say it swan swan dive i mean come on now no i again i i respect them for what they're trying to do and i respect them even more being so cautious to, and they're holding their ground sure they can make more money they can make money off him right now and let him hurt his body and maybe become paralyzed but there's something, whether it's publicly or politician-wise or whatever it is, they don't want to do it. And they can make money out of him. I mean, they can, and, and they are, essentially. I mean, he's, yeah. he's on their show now every week again. But at the same time, I, I really do think he – I think he'd be fine to wrestle again. I think he's – I don't think he's just saying that – like, Daniel Bryan's smart. He's probably one of the smartest wrestlers that we've seen, legitimately intelligent smart. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think he would do something if he really didn't think he could actually do it and do it safe and effectively. Mm. Um, I honestly do think if they would just let him, let him try it, you know, it, as bad as this sounds. And I know, again, this goes back to what you were just saying that they, they're trying to not be sued, but there's so many different stipulations you can put in a contract to keep you from getting in that position. They could, but, but make a make a deal with him. Be like, okay, um, we'll allow you to wrestle again. But if you get a concussion, like let's let's be real about this because it is wrestling, so a concussion can happen at any point in time. Mm -hmm. But let's let's be real and say if you obtain even one concussion, we'll say within six months, I'll give it I'll give it the six month track. If you can be six months clear competing and receive no concussion, okay. Then we'll continue. We'll see what we can I, do about continuing. I that. think it's more than a concussion, though, man. I think it's something to do with his, you know, the surgery again. Maybe it's so like. I no, don't know. It, was, it was strictly his concussions because he had he had had so many that they they said there was something that they found in a test that basically told him that if he had one more concussion, from what I understand, uh, he could potentially die of a hematoma. Whoa! So that's, that's serious then. It is. It's a hundred percent serious, which is why, again, I applaud them for wanting to be safe yeah, and wanting pretty, to protect one of their commodities. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, and especially now that he's got a family and everything like that, I completely. I mean, what would you do? Him. Would you risk? I mean, wrestling's really. Dope. We can't. But we can't ask me this personally. I know, but you, I'm you, too. if you loved wrestling, all this stuff, but if you knew if you had a match and you landed wrong, you could pretty much die. If I knew that's that, not worth it. <laughs> For me personally, if you're legitimately asking me how I would feel or what I would do if I was Daniel Bryan and in his shoes. And you could still be in the industry by being an announcer or a manager. Right. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're, I've got a family at home. I've got a, a wife. I've got a brand new baby. Um, I have all these other opportunities that I can still do within wrestling. If we're speaking what I would do personally, oh, yeah, you don't, there's no, there is absolutely no question about it. I would definitely be the guy that's like, oh, no, I okay, I, I have to think about my family. I, I have to think about, especially 
if nothing else, and I don't mean this bad, but even marriages can end. But once you're a parent, you're a parent. You know? oh, yeah. So God forbid something happens to you to where your parent's not around to see you anymore or that you don't have them around while you're growing up. So that right there, that would be my – that'd be like, nope, my life. My wants and my needs have differed. My want to oh, wrestle yeah. would completely go down the drain because I need to be here for my, for my little girl or my little boy. So I – me personally, yeah, I'd have no problem walking away from the in-ring po- portion of that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I get his life. passion to do it. Yeah, I get I mean, that too. Definitely understand it. Um, well, I think we gave a pretty good little show today. Oh, yeah, we covered a wide range of things. Tons of stuff. Some um, funny, some apparently sexist, and that I might get some heat for, but oh well. But Travis uh, loves the heat, Sunday night heat. Sorry. Yeah, for real. I Bring it on. If this show is still on Sundays, uh, well, we will, of course, try to keep this continuous. I know in about two weeks, I'll be in California, three weeks, two weeks. So that week, we're going to take a little break, obviously. Smoking on that endo. No, I'm kidding. No, no. that's true. I'm not going to. Uh, So, um, yeah. So I'm glad you all joined us today. Make sure you check out rumblingrumors.com. I have been pushing out articles like nuts. So yes, indeed. Pushing like, out news like feeds. Articles. Like his articles. Like his page. Please Share appreciate it. Stories. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Um, like his wallpapers. Thank you. Um, go like to us on Twitter. like us on Twitter. Follow Travis. Follow me. Do anything you want to do wrestling related. As long as you put us tag us, we'll talk to you. We're not. Um, we're not we're high not and mighty. Time yet. Yeah, we're not we're big not time. Good. When we're yeah, big we're time, gonna... we might go through that, you know, the tags a little bit. But for now, we'll talk to you. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go big time on you and just say nope, we're too good to talk to you yeah. right now. Yeah. But if you guys yeah, push yeah. us to the point where we can make this and we can make money off of it, oh, oh, yeah. you your ass. Yeah. We're not talking to a single one of you guys yeah. anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, I, Travis, I Mike is Travis is the ultimate heel. Yeah, yeah. Screw all you people. And if you guys want to do us a real money. true favor. Go to any podcast app you have. Please like us on that app and like comment where it says comment on this podcast or episode, whatever. Because I've I've heard those things help a lot. So if you could like us or comment on it on our podcast on your the app you use, we would appreciate it. Um. Yep. Well, that's about it for me. If you do want to contact me, uh, talk to me, ask questions. My uh, Twitter is WWE Ramsey, and I've been crazy active on there nonstop. So, Travis, what's your Twitter? I am also, too, trying to get into the Twitter things. I've, I've been trying to get more active on it. Uh, but you can reach me at Travis underscore Falhark, F-O-W-L-H-A-R-K. And, yeah, you're, if you get in contact with me, I promise you I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond back to you. It may yeah. take me a little bit because, I mean, I still got yeah, work. Yeah, we have lives and stuff. And Travis, Travis has a job for now. Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> well, guys. Appreciate you joining us again. Make sure you tune in next week for episode 39 where we don't know what the hell we're talking about when we go into it, but we find some way to talk about it. Yeah, we fill up a whole two hours of your Man. time. Almost. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> take care. Peace. Peace.